Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, friends. Simon Miller from What Culture Here. And if you are a longtime viewer of Ups and Downs, you're like, Simon, why the hell are you sitting down? Get on your feet and start entertaining us. While I would love to start doing that, if you did see Ups and Downs last week, you knew I was sick. Well, it's got ten times as bad. So I basically haven't slept since we did Rampage Ups and Downs. My word, I think I've coughed up a lung. But as I've told you before, if I am Mr. Ups and Downs, I ain't missing one. So today we're just going to have to do it in this position. It's different. Otherwise, though, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. It's been absolute garbage for me so far. <laughs> But let's not talk about that because we're not negative Nancys. We're positive Pete. And let's look at Monday Night Raw, the first one of a brand new year. The good bits are up. The bad bits are down. <laughs> So, 2023 has basically started the same way that 2022 ended, with the bloodline chaos. Because the raw opening was basically cut off as we saw Sami Zayn, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa just absolutely destroying Rinside and beating up a bunch of security guards. And I was a little bit like, wait a minute, what? So the director heard about this and said, guys, let's cut off from our regular presentation because we want to see a bunch of dudes committing some crimes. Good work. Some poor guy got thrown into Barry Barricade as well. So Baz has had a terrible start to 2023 as well. Well, I think Kevin Owens got a bit fed up about this and he walked to the ring and he just looked super duper annoyed. But before he could say anything, Sami Zayn got a microphone. He said, Kev, you shut up. Because he pointed at KO and said, this is all your fault as well as that John Cena for what you did do on SmackDown. And it annoyed Kevin Owens so much when he finally was allowed to speak. He was like, look, I had a whole plan when I did come out here. But now... I just want to punch you in the face. It does mean that he lied to us a few weeks ago because he said he was done with Sami Zayn. And just as a big ball was about to break out, out came Adam Pearce with all of his goons. And he was like, look, we're not having any of this. You already ruined the last 12 months. You ain't doing it again. He also told them all to leave the building, which is when Sola Sokoa just beat up a bunch of security guards. And I tell you, this guy is the best. This was really great, though, because this is when Kevin Owens did start kicking ass and the Raw locker room emptied. And we had people like Luke Gallows was out there. We saw the Street Profits. Selma Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Elias, Mustafa Ali. So basically, everybody is just pissed off with Roman Reigns. They don't want to deal with it anymore. Pierce then totally changed his mind. They're like, actually, I had a much better idea. And everybody is going to have to put their boots on later and their working shoes because you are all going to be in matches. 
was a bit like piss. This is why we're having so much madness on Monday Night Raw. You can't make up your mind. However, if this Raw was meant to feel like we were kicking off the year with a bang, bingo. I thought it was tremendous amounts of fun. And you can just see the bloodline are going to have some big implosion soon. This probably ends with the death of Sami Zayn. That's what makes it so sad. And there was a terrific sign in the crowd too that I only had a cartoon picture of my Twitter profile when I'm wearing an octopus on my head, but also said, Simon, give yourself an up. So this made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum because we ended with 2022 with signs. And we started 2003, that wasn't a year, but I'm sticking with it, with more signs. And as ever, thank you. It also means I give myself an up. I have no idea what that does to the counters, but we will find out. It also means I shan't introduce you today because you voted for it. The ups and downs sign counter. That's right. Every time you bring a sign and every time I see it, not only shall we bring it up on the show, but we're going to document it and see how many we can get in the 12 month period. Now, this is incredibly arrogant, but again, the comments were all for it. So why not rub our egos just a little bit? We then cut to the back after this where Byron Saxton was interviewing Bianca Blair. She was like, listen, I don't like that Alexa Bliss. As far as I'm concerned, our relationship is dead. We then had more yelling as well because we cut to everybody who was mad at the bloodline. They were still mad. And it basically finished with Adam Pearce saying, right, Elias, you're going to take on Sola Sokoa in a musical street fight, which is a very WWE thing, whereas the rest of you are going to have a six-man tag. And I thought about it and I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So both of these were fine. They set up Raw and let you know why you should hang around, which always you have to do on Monday nights because it's a damn long television program. We then saw musician Hardy at ringside, and like a telltale game, you are going to have to store it away and remember it for later, because it does tie in when it was indeed time for our Raw Women's Championship match. Alexa Bliss taking on Bianca Belair. They're not in my hands. Well, I didn't notice it at the time, but of course the internet did my work for me. But a large portion of this was based on a fight that happened in the movie Scary Movie 3 saying it that way. It sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about. And so many people have got so upset about this. I'm like, no way. This is one of the best things that anybody has done all year. <laughs> it's only a few days old. Because this is what wrestling should be. You should be able to have as much fun as possible. I'm a fan. And it's not like it ruined anything either because they were still smacking each other as hard as they could. I mean, Alexa Bliss's face was all bloodied up at one point. And so she grabbed Bianca by the hair later on, dragged her out of the ring. I was like, yeah, that'll do it. I think we should just get to the shenanigans because, of course, we were all expecting this. And it did happen when Alexa looked like she was on the front foot when all of a sudden in the crowd, dun, 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 she saw somebody wearing an Uncle Howdy mask. This totally freaked her out and it did so again when she saw another fan doing it because no wrestler can handle somebody in the audience wearing merchandise. So instead of continuing to have the match... All of a sudden, she freaked out and she started to beat everybody up. This got doubly bad because beforehand, we also saw Bray Wyatt's logo flash up on the screen and she beat up the referee and she continued to beat Bianca up. And even though we didn't get an official announcement, this did end in disqualification. So WWE is basically telling you Bliss has gone so crazy, she doesn't even care about the Raw Women's Championship anymore. Blair was also thrown into Simba the Still Steps later on and got DDT'd into the damn thing to the point we brought a stretcher out or a local medical facility board. Bianca refused this and Montez Ford, her husband, came out to help her to the back, which was also going to tie in later to the show. And I wasn't massively surprised by this because once again, I knew it was going to be a story kind of a thing. I actually thought it was all right. Now, surely we do have to do a rematch here and I'm not 100% sure how that goes because I kind of feel like if you are going to re-team Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt up, neither of them needs to be the champion. But at least I'm intrigued about our next steps. Up. Austin Theory interview after this. 
he still thinks Seth Rollins is an idiot. He said 2023 is going to be his year, and now Seth Rollins is officially the past. While this was basically much of nothing, of course, we have entered the era of ups and downs, where we shout up and down every single segment, and I really do enjoy the fact that Triple H got rid of the selfie gimmick and made Austin a far more serious heel with a pretty good beard. So far, it is working, which also ties into the main event, which we'll talk about up. Which is the same for Sola Sokoa, Maybe my new favorite person on the planet. It was a Music City Street fight between him and Elias, and the only disappointment I really had is that Sokoa didn't kill him. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Elias, but Sola Sokoa is so hot right now, I would have loved it if he had just got a guitar and gone twang, one, two, three. Otherwise, there was a bunch of instruments in this, including a piano and a tambourine, but it was the strumming device we need to focus on. Because about halfway through, Hardy, the musician we mentioned earlier, started going, Elias, Elias, I just so happen to have a guitar. Why don't you borrow it from me and use it as a weapon? I tend to work at all because Sola was like, no, I ain't falling for that one. So Hardy hopped Barry Barricade. He got in the ring. He picked up the guitar and he smashed it over Sola Sokoa's back. What are we doing? Now, it did turn out to be awesome because Sola no-sold this and turned around like, man, I'm going to rip your head off. And Hardy did run away. But what an asshole this guy is. He hit Sokoa from behind. All he did was piss off Sola, though, who did eventually hit the spike as Elias went for a flying nothing. And then they went to the ring apron and he gave him the spinning Sola onto a piano. And nobody has ever said that sentence in 2023. Or ever. He, of course, then pinned the drifter and he does go one nothing up in this brand new year. And I think we should get to the end of the 12 months and he should be like 32 and 0. He should never lose. I'm such a big fan of Solar and Coa. I've said it once, I'll say it twice. And I'm pumped to see what he does do next. Give it enough. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It turned out we were going to do all our bloodline matches back to back as well because then Kevin Owens did arrive. He was teaming up with the Street Profits to take on the Usos. Now this would have been great anyway given the people that were involved but we had more story here and that made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum tum because even though Montez Ford was in the corner of the good guys obviously he'd seen his wife almost murdered earlier so he wasn't able to focus on the wrestling he was in la la land as you would be. At one point Kevin Owens even tried to tag him in but Montez was like why why did this happen to me so all of a sudden we were planting those seeds 
sheep, as I told you before. I love seeds. Outside of that, though, this was basically the battle of the super kicks. We did see a bunch of kicks that are super going on all over the place, which is when KO did try to get the tag. And when Ford didn't respond, Owens took his hand and he slapped him right around the face. And all of a sudden, Montez Ford basically turned on and he went absolutely nuts. That dude knows how to do a hot tag. And he did this crossbody and this dive. And I just watched it and I said to myself, that's the most wonderful thing I've ever seen in all of my days. Andrew Dawkins then also murdered Jay Uso. And this is when Solo Sokoa must have got worried. Because he came back to ringside. And do you know what I was doing? Uh, get him, Solo, get him. I'm a very strange individual. He just created distractions all over the place, which allowed Jimmy Uso to hit another super kick on Kevin Owens. And this is when Ford rolled Jimmy back into the ring. But again, he was already distracted once. And with Solar out there, he was distracted twice. So he didn't have a hope in hell. This is where Sami Zayn ran in with the halluva kick. Montez Ford went down and Sami pinned him for the one, two, three. And I think we need to hold on to that one as well. Because don't forget, Roman Reigns is going to be super pissed that Sami lost on SmackDown. But now we can say, yeah, but at least I won on Raw. The bloodline also continued this madness straight after the bell because they were just beating everybody up, which is, of course, when Sheamus and Drew McIntyre arrived because they shall be taking the Usos on SmackDown. So look at how all these storylines are just weaving together. It's totally wonderful. Like I say, it's a good job all around. I am giving it up. They got reminded we are in Raw Rumble season and we're going to get a pitch black match. Vin Diesel isn't in that. I'm going to be disappointed. Well, we also got it confirmed that, yes, AJ Styles very sadly broke his ankle on a recent house show and is going to be out for a few months. So I send all my best wishes to him. And let's hope somehow he is able to return for WrestleMania. WrestleMania is better with the phenomenal one. Raw then went super weird after this because it was Dexter Loomis versus Chad Gable. Where did that come from? The real reason it made me a sad panda is because, like I said, we've only just entered 2023 and Chad Gable keeps losing. This was also just kind of nothing. It was kind of just there hanging out playing Nintendo. I didn't really get it. And neither did the fans. It was super quiet. Otis also tried to help his buddy out at one point, but he ran at Dexter, who just moved out of the way. So Otis went into the ring post. And when Loomis and Gable were back in the ring, they both tried to win with the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment surprise roll-up. But Dexter's was the best, I suppose. Got the Uno Dos Tres. Now I like Dexter Loomis, he's different and you definitely need different, but I don't think anybody actually came out with this with any more momentum. Like I say, it was just there. Like you turned the corner and you saw two people having a chat. You ain't gonna remember that for more than two seconds. What are we talking about? Down. And then WWE did the right thing. Alright. Because we got our first and the Cody Rhodes is going to return to WWE series, which means we are making a huge deal out of it. Much like we did with Triple H back in 2002. Meaning when the American Nightmare does appear live for the first time, everybody going to lose their damn mind. This one looked back at his WrestleMania 38 return and I was privileged to be there live for that. And it was one hell of a moment. And I'm very excited about this. I don't know when he is good to come back, but make sure we get four or five of these. And then pull the trigger and then make him the world champion. I am deadly serious. Giving it up. Damage control will then walk into the ring, but the major takeaway is that if you put on your detective glasses, you would have seen certain people talking in the background. Adam Pearce, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, Udalale. So clearly we have to be teasing the return of the Hurt Business, especially because Bobby Lashley is AWOL at the moment. And I'm so excited about this, as I have been for the last four, five, or even six ups and downs. I am giving it up. That's right. I'm trying to manifest this into existence because I want the Hurt Business back in my life. They were around for all about eight minutes. That was absolutely stupid. This also meant Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky were going to go in the ring and cut a promo, which they did do. And as always, they just said, you know that Becky Lynch? 
We think she's a right idiot. Lynch disagreed with this, so she arrived on the scene and was all like, oh, Bailey, you think you've reinvented the wheel, but all you're doing is running in a hamster wheel and spinning it over and over again. I thought about this and I was like, no, that wasn't a very good line. Bex also called her a Karen, which probably is accurate, and said, look, you've got a couple of lackeys there, although we both know they're not lackeys and eventually EO Sky and Dakota Kai are going to be done with you and they shall turn their backs. And I know that it's just waiting to happen. Becky did understand that she lost to Bells recently, though, but that's fine because she can learn from this, which is why she challenged her to another match right here, right now. Bailey was having none of this, so instead, why don't you do a tag match? And even though Becky Lynch wasn't able to get a partner, we still did this. That was a bit like, well, you signed off on that. It's never a bad thing to do, though, because Becky Lynch is meant to be a babyface, so straight away she feels like a badass. And I will say that when it comes to all of this feud, I still don't quite get it. Something just doesn't click. However, we did have that match, and what do you know? Lynch actually does have some friends. Because the absolute best part is that Becky had to fight for herself around about five minutes. Went from nowhere. Mia, Minch, and Yim ran to the ring, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. One, is this legal? Two, where the hell have you been, Mia, Yim? I mean, were you in the bathroom or something? And I was like, actually, wait, if she was in the bathroom, that's a totally justifiable excuse. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Otherwise, it was Yim who did get beaten up for a while before she made the tag to Becky Lynch, who went after Dakota Kai like she owed her money or something. Like Becky had decided within Dakota Kai's brain was the secret of life. Because she was just wailing on her to the point I started to laugh. Sky then broke up a cover after a double suplex, which of course is when Bailey started interfering. She was just putting her pals' feet on the rope. This was so badly done because it was right in front of the referee, but she was like, man, I don't really care. And Lynch must have felt the same because she then bailed out the ring and she started to beat up Bailey. It didn't work though because she'd basically been distracted. So even though Mitchin was able to hit the eek defeat, she was totally left by herself. She got hit with the EO Sky Moonsault. One, two, three. And afterwards, Becky Lynch was totally lost after this. She was like, how did this happen? Which is true, because Miriam came in like halfway through the match. Still lost. We are, of course, meant to take something from this, because ever since Becky Lynch has come back as a good guy, she's gone lost, lost, lost. So it is kind of intriguing, I suppose, although a little bit risky at the same time. However, I like the little wrinkle, giving it up. Seth Rollins then cut a promo where he basically went <laughs> a lot, because he is going to be the main event later, fighting for the US Championship. When we cut to Byron Saxton, who went up to Alexa Bliss and said, why did you lose control earlier? What a question. Bliss disputed this and said she now has control over Bianca's headspace. So Alexa is glad I can't stand today because I absolutely would do a nobody talks like that segment. But also said quite clearly the Raw Women's Championship now belongs to her. I've been thinking about this for hours. None of it makes any sense. So I'm just going to leave it in the ether for now because it does make my face do this. But I will say, Seth Rollins is always good, and even though Alexa Bliss was given gibberish to speak here, her delivery was actually quite alright. Like, it did feel she came across as if she was like a spooky, wooky, terrifying person now. So more power to her. It also once again tied into the fact that we're working on longer-term stories here, and I know I've said that a lot, but it's the big takeaway from War. I like my takeaways, so I'm giving it up. What I do know, more than anything, is that I love Dominic Mysterio, I mean, WWE has done so right by him. Because we were reminded that Dom got arrested on Christmas Eve when we cut to Mini Mysterio, who was now acting like some kind of badass or some kind of tough guy because prison <laughs> has changed him. I am so excited. He even finished this promo off by chewing on a toothpick because, again, he now knows how to kick your ass. I cannot wait to see 
what we do with this in 2023. He is genuinely one of my favorite characters on the show because he's happy to act like an absolute goof because he understands that's just going to get him more heat. So he gets a massive round of applause. 2023 is going to be the year of Dominic Mysterio. That's right, I said it, and it's getting it up. They got a Bronson Reed video package, which is a little bit strange because surely we should have had that before he returned. Well, it was time to delure for our main event, Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. This was brilliant. Now, as ever, I'm going to throw in that we do need the big world title belt back at some stage, but at least we have used this time to elevate the US Championship, and it is doing the world good for Austin Theory. And this Seth Rollins man, if he isn't the MVP of WWE, I don't know who is. It was proper wrestling tennis too, because Austin Theory would take huge portions before Seth Rollins took huge portions. And it was also a little bit like they'd been studying each other. Because when Seth went for his superplex Falcon Arrow thing, Austin was like, ha ha, no, no. And he turned it into a neck breaker instead. And don't forget... That meant he was trying to break his neck. Throughout this match too, Rollins also injured his knee and there are some reports this was legitimate, so I hope that's not true because it's the same one he hurt many, many years ago. But it also meant that every time he went for the curb stop, he wasn't able to do it because he was a wounded warrior. This is when Theory decided, well, I may as well take advantage of all of this and he went to get the US Championship to smack Seth Rollins in the head. But instead, he cut him off and hit this frog splash for a damn good near fall. I totally bought it. It was around this time we got shenanigans, so no, Raw hasn't changed at all. Because when they were scrapping, they accidentally knocked down the referee, which meant there was nowhere to count the three. Now, this absolutely sucked for Seth Rollins, because he was able to hit the pedigree, and even though Austin Theory was down and ready to lose, it took the second referee so long to get to the ring. He went one, he went two... Theory kicked out. Hilariously, the second official then almost got taken out as well, but he had the good sense to try and block all of this. But of course, when you do a block, you're not looking at the action. So Austin Theory, as quick as you could say, don't do that, punched Seth Rollins right in the balls. He chop blocked the knee, which of course was injured, and he hit the A-Tain down, and he retained his US Championship. And I tell you, this was definitely the right thing to do. Because Seth Rollins was so good in this, he's not hurt in any kind of sense, unless his knee's actually injured. And Austin Theory, with his new beard, He's got a little bit of momentum. I really do think we can use this as a jumping off platform for both guys. And I'm massively intrigued to see what we do with Seth Rollins. So this was an absolute fire main event. (laughs) The best main event of 2023 so far. (laughs) I'm going to use that joke for a while. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Raw. And I'm so destroyed right now. It's just going to fly through the back end stuff. Raw gets it up. Subscribe. Go to whatculture.com. Follow us on social media. And watch more videos. I'm sorry this hasn't been the most entertaining or good ups and downs. I really am quite sick. Like, I can't actually over-exaggerate. I don't think I've ever been this sick in my life, but I'll be all right. It's just that time of year. Hopefully I can finally get some sleep because I haven't had sleep in ages. (laughs) You take care of yourself, my friends. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.